It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Dadum, figurines made from glass and ass and doesn't know how much money he spends on tiny glass. Figurines. Tiny glass figurine. Guitar solo by Alex. Thank you guys. That's going to be our submission for the new James Bond theme. Yeah, Billie Eilish, watch out. Have you heard her, her song? Really good. Think she, so? Yeah, you, you don't think she's super on brand to be doing the new James Bond theme? I think she's actually not on brand at all for the James Bond really? theme. Really? Her voice is... Did you hear the song? The one that uh, they played for the trailer, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. So I don't know what the name of the song doesn't is. doesn't sound anything like a Bond song, dude. No trumpets. No loud papa. Are there always trumpets? In the good ones. Really? In the good ones. She's just getting caught up on this like Adele sob song sort of thing. What do you want? You want her to do something super hyped? I want like live and let die. I want like, uh, you know what I mean? So you think they chose the wrong person? No, I think they picked a good person. I think she made a bad song. Made a bad song. Okay. Okay. If if you were to make a song, what, what would the song be like? Let's hear it. Just like what we just did. Oh, that would... That would be it. With that kind of bass line and whatnot? Exactly. And trumpets. Okay. Uh Otis is asleep, otherwise he'd be doing the trumpet part. Yeah. He's been practicing all week, so it's weird that he's not participating. But. It's really good, and he's really good at the trumpet because he could really tighten his lips. <laughs> if you say so. Uh, um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yo, welcome to another episode of ICBTB Podcast. Also known as... It Can't Be That Bad... Podcast. That's right, we're a podcast. And what we do here at this podcast... Is that we talk your ears off. And we watch bad movies. But we call them good. And we prove that they... Can't be that bad. That's right. Critics out there, if you are listening, because we know that there are millions of critics that listen to this podcast. Food critics, podcast critics, movie critics, TV critics. Or just for you judgmental folk type that just like to judge everything that you see because you can't find real happiness anywhere else other than to dominate Hmm. and blanket your insecurities by judging others. That's what a bully is. Fuck you bullies is what I'm trying to say. What say you? Is that hitting a little close to home? Nope, I agree with you. (laughs) I'm on your side. Yeah. One, two, three. Fuck bullies. One, two, three. Fuck bullies. Mm -hmm. Yo, man. What? You don't want to fuck bullies? I don't. I mean, you know what I mean by that. I can't say anything without you taking it literally. Here's the thing. What? Some people need a little bullying in their life. Some people. Other bullies, I'd say. What do you say? Maybe. Right? Bullies need to be bullied. Fight fire with fire? I think that creates more fire, but I think what I'm saying... (laughs) What are you trying to say? Is one in four bullies Mm -hmm. helps the world. Think about about it this way. This is a crazy hill that you want to die on. Think about it this way. I'm thinking. If a bully 
hadn't told Steve Jobs he was no good at college and he would have and, and then he quit, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have gone on to make Apple. Uh-huh. If a bully, if a bully hadn't told George Washington that he was never going to be president of America, he wouldn't have started the revolution. Right? And if a bully, if a bully would have told Jesus that he couldn't save the wicked and the poor and the broken, uh-huh. Need I say any more? I think <laughs> that's I think an inter- point. I see what you're saying. You're making a point, but in that case, is that really a bully? It's a catalyst. I like that better. I think it's all about semantics when it comes down to it because sometimes bullies just sometimes they say shit that won't push other people to become better. I guess it's really dependent on who's getting bullied. Though. I also think some bullies are really funny. Trump Trump is a bully, a it national be, bully. It would be so funny if it wasn't our country. It would to just be see so it much funnier from if the this was like Canada. If Canada had elected Trump as president and we were sitting here, we'd be like, oh, those fucking Canadians, Dude, bro. but Canadians are too nice to even have a bully. They'll shoot down bullies on sight, I'm sure. No, dude, I can, be- I can guarantee there's worse Canadian bullies than the worst American bully. I thought you were going to say, I can guarantee there's at least one Canadian bully. One. I think per capita... There's more bullies in Canada than America. You think so? I'm willing to bet all of the money this podcast has ever gotten me. Well, <laughs> that means you'll be making money because we've only ever put money in. That means you're betting negative dollars. Yep. We watched a movie today, guys. Yes. It's a classic. And it has nothing to do with bullies? Actually, it does in a way. If you does consider it? a uh, an Asian crime boss a bully. So much to say about that Asian crime boss, actually. Uh, what was his name? Something Eddie Kim. Kim. Eddie Kim. Eddie Kim. Um, why does he never come back in the film? Yeah. And also, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, we watched Snakes, Snakes on, on a plane. plane. You heard it right, guys. We watched Snakes, snakes on, on a plane. plane. That's the movie we watched. Yeah, so if you're afraid of snakes... Don't watch this one. And if you're afraid of planes... Don't watch this one. And if you're afraid of snakes on a plane... Watch this one. Yeah, because a double negative is a positive. So, this movie was released in 2006, the mm. year of our Lord. Uh, it was rated R, has a runtime of one hour, 46 minutes, or for Melissa, 106 minutes. Uh, it has a rating of 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb, a 58% on Metacritic, and it's got the number 69. There you go. You know that was strategic. Tomatoes. Boom. Uh, I was going to vote on it. But I will not. No, let's leave everything that has a rating of 69 or 6.9 or 0.69. Leave it at that. Or if somehow, uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say if it had 420%, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> You're trying the 420 thing? 420 thing. Yeah. Christian. What's up? Will you please help me? Help you what? <laughs> I, need you to, I need you to tell me how, what percentage of Google users like this movie. 69. Just kidding. I think it's a lot better than that. 96. Is 96 the same as 69 sexually? No. no. no that means you're mad at each other. <laughs> you're standing back to back. <laughs> Arms a ni- crossed. A 96 is how normal people sleep. <laughs> um, no, you're wrong. It's 83%. Damn. Give me your belt. That makes sense. Here you go. Pull your pants up. Um, synapses coming at you here. Right at you. I don't know if you really need it, guys. You really hear it straight from the title, but I'll read it anyways. FIBA, I'm sorry, that's FBI agent Neville Flynn boards a flight from Hawaii to Los Angeles, escorting a witness on trial. On board, assassin, what? An onboard assassin <laughs> releases a crate of, there is no onboard assassin. Is there none? No, who? He's not on board. He is off board and then he releases the crate is what happens. Who wrote this synopsis? I don't know. Where are you getting it from? 
What's the I'm going to make up my own synapses. Do it. Tell me. Kay. We should be making up our own synapses. Synapses coming at you. Right at you. Snakes on a plane. You ready for it? I'm ready for it. Snakes uh-huh. on a plane. Fucking beautiful, Thank dude. you very much. Thank you. Thank Short you. and sweet without wasting any time. Uh, would you like to hear the tagline? Yeah, say the tagline. Ooh. Or shall I say... Are you singing snake jazz? Snake jazz, my friend. I knew you'd appreciate that. That's one of my favorite episodes of Rick and Morty. Shout out. Shout out Rick and Morty. Christian Mr. Square. Mr. Square? Christian Mr. Square. It had a budget of $36 million. Okay. How much of those doll hairs did it make back? And potentially... How much more did it make back? Uh, $50 million is, I think, what it made at the box office. Um, and it... You're looking right at my screen. I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> I'm just looking, looking off. Right at my screen. No, I'm not really looking. I'm not reading. for a cheater. You're a dirty cheater and you're wrong. Uh, it made $62 million. Hey, I was kind of close. 50 mil. Just bump it up a little bit. It was bit. nice. Yeah, it's not the worst number you've ever guessed. Uh, this movie is starring the beautiful and voluptuous Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, beautiful and voluptuous. Uh, honestly, I wanted to recast this film, uh, but he would keep his role. He, he, could, yeah. he could do this role again today. First of all, Samuel L. Jackson does not age. He looks exactly the same that, uh, as he does he's in every single film. He's 97, 98. Dude, he's dusty, I'm sure. Uh, it's also starring uh, co-starring... Um, Julianne Margulis. Who plays Claire. Rachel Blanchard. Is that uh, the dog girl? No, that's Mercedes. Yeah, the dog girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Kenan Thompson. My favorite. Uh, and then everyone else doesn't really matter. They're the best. Um, they're the best guys that we're talking about. Yeah. Why do you think this movie was a hit? Because uh, because it's bonkers. Did you watch this film when it came out? No. Is this your first time seeing the film? No. It is my first time seeing the film. Really? Yeah. Well, because I avoided it because it sounded so bonkers. I was like, there is so much better uh, film classics that I could watch other than Snakes on a Plane. I disagree. I think this is one of those classics. Well, now that I've seen it, yeah. it definitely has like a cult following because it's just absolutely off the charts. It's bonkers. I'll tell you what chart it is on, though. What? The official ICBTB rating system. That's right, guys. We have an official rating system. Um, and when we put the video on, we'll have it right here. Yep. It's going to have five... Spots. Five spots. I know rating system sounds complicated, but we made it super simple for the you baddies out a there. The movie can be. Yes. Is? It can be that good. That's right. And then below that is? Bonkers. Parentheses. parentheses good way. All right. And the middle is? Can't be that bad because that makes sense. Yep. Uh, and then right below it can't be that bad? Is bonkers. Parentheses. Bad way. Bad way. And then the lowest that a movie can be is? It can be that bad. Yeah, guys. Uh, and we try not to give that one out, but, uh, you know, sometimes. Sometimes it just gets too hard to defend some shitty films. But this movie is rated bonkers, parentheses, in good a good way. way. Um, <laughs> we sound like children. <laughs> it's bonkers, good way. Either cavemen, we sound like cavemen, or we sound like children, or cave children. I think we're, start, we're start sounding smarter. As you stuttered through that sentence? Smart people stutter. Do they? Like? Samuel Jackson used to have a stutter. Stephen Hawking doesn't, but then again. He's dead. Also, when he was alive, he had his, uh, well, his little voice operated system. Oh, is that, how you're, saving voice operated is that system? how you're saving your joke? I'm not saving it. What? Rude. Wow. Um, why don't we just take this movie from the top of the snake and go all the way down to the tail? 
Ooh, you tried to... <laughs> that was a shitty figure of speech. From the top of the snake to the tail of the snake. Um, I don't want to wait on anymore. So before we go into the movie, I want to tell you something. Tell me. I've killed a snake with my hands and a rock. Okay. And uh, I'm proud of it you. It was a rattlesnake. Oh, fuck, for real? Yes, this is 100% real. Okay. And I know this is one of those things that I talk about where people aren't going to believe it, but there was people around. You can ask. You can ask. Okay, so where were you? What was the situation like? When I worked at a summer camp for kids, it okay. was up in the mountains, and uh, rattlesnakes, as you know, are very dangerous and venomous, uh, and you cannot have rattlesnakes around children. It's just one of those things. Um, and what you can't have more than rattlesnakes around kids are young rattlesnakes, because young rattlesnakes are worse because they can't control their venom. They're just going to kill you most of the time anyways we're on a hike and we're walking around and one of the kids goes hey i think that's a snake over there and sure enough it was a snake it was about oh maybe 12 13 inches long a uh-huh. little tiny rattler and you could hear the rattle shaking at it and we're like ah oh, crap so we got all the kids away and there's about three or four of us standing around and we're like all right well we got to kill it and i was like i'll do it and you were excited did you you jumped up and volunteered i wasn't excited to kill the snake but i wanted to have that experience you wanted the clout of killing a snake i wanted to have the story for sure uh-huh. um and so we're, we're gonna go get a shovel because that's what you're supposed to do and what you do when you kill a rattlesnake is you cut its head off and then you bury it separately you bury the body away from the head or, yeah i don't know why that's just what you do that's what they told that me that sounds what to supernatural do. it's what the mountain dudes told me what to do like you the have guys to who mutilate the... you have to, but you do have to cut the head off that's the only way to kill it because otherwise it could the venom is still could still come out of the mouth um, interesting so I threw a rock at it and it stunned it. And then, uh, is this Pokemon? It, like, it really <laughs> like, rocks at it. It was that part made me feel sad and kind of weird because I hit it right on the head. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And, anyways, so at that Are point, I thick? had to finish it. Is it a it. thick snake? It took quite a bit uh-huh. to remove the head from that snake. You're you're taking out its uh, lowering its health bar slowly and slowly, <laughs> like 100 PV. <laughs> um, no, I did eventually cut the head off. And then I also cut the rattler off, and I kept it because that's what you do when you kill your. So first you have snake. that at home. I, I don't actually. I gave it to a kid who was having a bad day. Um, Here is no really. I was like, "Hey man, you want to see something cool?" And he was like, "What?" I was like, "This is a real rattlesnake from a, this is a real rattler from a rattlesnake," and uh-huh. he thought it was really cool. And I was like, you "You're good it? with you kids, yeah." No, that's actually, that would be if I were a little boy. I think that'd make me really happy. Oh, he thought it was dope, and then he was like the coolest kid at camp because he had a real rattlesnake rattler, which is the craziest thing to look at because it's like, like imagine. A material that's made of thumbnail, yeah, and in and inside of it are like beads that Ugh. rattle around. Ugh. It was a crazy experience. So, Anyways, cut the head off, buried the body away, buried the head at a different spot. Were you prepared if you were to hypothetically get bit? Were you prepared for the consequences? Someone would have to suck the venom if out. I got bit. Yes. Oof. I didn't honestly didn't think about it. Was the did you have a lot of adrenaline when yes. you're? Because I also knew that you have to, you can't have these things around kids, right? So you ha- someone has to get rid of it. Yeah. So it was for a good reason you were, you were uh, defending them. We're protecting children, bro. Yeah, at that point, it's easy to kind of let the adrenaline no take over. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't like a joyful experience, mm-hmm. um, but it was definitely cool. It is a cool Ooh. story, dude. Uh, I've killed garden snakes before. Just Why? Because beca- um, I've had to... <laughs> as a kid, I thought I was defending the household, dude. And then you find out that they're completely fine. They're essentially a hose. They're, they're pretty much just a hose. Now I feel bad. <laughs> Yeah, like now okay, I'm fine, not... they're super poisonous, Christian. You can't have those near dogs. If I... a dog eats one, the dog will turn into one. So you saved your, your dog's lives. That's how garden snakes reproduce? That They, they don't eaten? actually have... <laughs> are you afraid of snakes at all? I know snakes no. are pretty common. I'm not afraid of snakes at not all. Not at all. I love snakes. I wouldn't want to touch one. I wouldn't want to have one as a pet. Um, but I'm not afraid of them. 
Uh, my next door neighbor, George Fo, or my ex next door neighbor. Your ex next? Uh, my ex next. Um, he used to kind of be the snake guy. He used to have like, I don't know what type of snake it was, but he used to just walk around with a snake. Ryan McComb used to have a snake. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. It was in his house. He had, he had like a, a, a tank of a snake. If I had a snake, what would you name it? I mean, oh. if you had a snake, what would you name it? If we're going to name each other's If I had a snake, snake, what would you name it? And I'll name your snake. Okay, we'll name each other's snake. Okay. Your snake would be called uh, Tiny Little Dicky. Okay. A reference to the Yours rapper. Yours is going to be Slytherin. Slytherin Salad. Salads are Slytherin. Oh, so he's a a Harry Potter fan of Latin descent. He's the creator of the house, Slytherin. Salazar Slytherin. Yeah, read a book, bro. Um, one of my favorite. Let's take this movie from the top. So, yes. the main guy who looks like whose role was originally offered to Shia LaBeouf. Um, really? Yes. I would have preferred Shia LaBeouf. I would have preferred so almost much anybody else besides that main. This guy, guy was kind of weird. Very bland. Um, I don't Super even know vanilla. what his name is. Yeah, I, and I don't think it's important to know his name because, as much as we're defending this film, well, he is one uh, of the main. He didn't give char- us much to defend. He's one of the main characters. His name is Sean Jones in the movie, played by a man named Nathan Phillips, mm-hmm. which is um, French for Nathan Phillips. Wow, thank you. Uh, so he witnesses a murder by this drug lord, gang member, leader of the Yakuza, uh, Eddie Kim. Yeah. Who's uh, this super ripped Asian guy? And he kills his friend. I, I I thought I blinked and missed something. Does he just find that guy hanging upside no, down? No, I he doesn't. No, they find the dude and they hang him upside down, or his henchmen do at least. And he gets some sort of bat and he just beats the shit out of him. And he says something along the lines of, "I'm gonna tell your son about how he has to live the rest of his life without a father." Is that Nathan's dad? No, no, not at all. I'm pretty sure Nathan would have been more Upset. shook up. Because all Nathan was doing, he was doing motocross uh, and in the jungle. And he came across the body. He, and he, no, he saw the entire thing happen. I know, but how did he, I don't know, whatever. It, again, guys, if we start dissecting this movie, it's not going to be fun. So just sit back, crack a beer, watch some sneaks on a plane. Yeah, it is available on, actually, it's not, uh, it's <laughs> only available for purchase. I got on Amazon Prime. I rented it. Did you? Yeah. Very noble of you. Not yeah, to dude. pirate it. Uh, I ain't I ain't a pirate, dude. I think money should go where uh it, is, it deserves. Well, I think big corporations don't deserve any more of my money since they're getting tax breaks by the millions. So I say, fuck them. The pirate's life for me, bro. Wow, you should knock out one of your sunglass lens so it looks like you have an eye patch. Do I have another pair of sunglasses? You do have another pair. Don't actually do it. Oh. <laughs> one time you made me run into Seven Eleven to get you another pair of Seven Eleven sunglasses. Don't. Tell people my Sorry, secrets. I meant Gucci. We are. Cutting, I had to break into Gucci. We are cutting that out. You <laughs> don't understand what it means to create a character. <laughs> I am a character actor here, and uh-huh. I spend my entire life living, breathing, eating this character that I have in, in, embodied. The real Alejandro is afraid of the dark, and he cannot put uh, a sentence together in English because he only speaks Latin. Dude, it's funny when you take off those sunglasses, you're essentially still the same person. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> you about. You still act exactly the same when the camera turns off. Snakes on the plane, dude. Snakes on the plane. Yeah, so guys, this movie is crazy. Um, it kind of, it does a good job of actually letting you know who each individual character is. It's bonger. In um, the deleted scenes, you meet Every passenger. You watched the deleted scenes? I have my ways. You pirated the deleted scenes? There's There were cut scenes of every 
passenger. So you're introduced to every passenger and they cut out most of it for time, but you're still introduced to like 80% of the passengers on the airplane. There are so many people you that You literally get like a, a five second with. intro on everybody. Yeah. And then the people that you don't like right off the bat live the longest. Yeah. Three G's. What did you think of Three G's? The rapper. There's him. a rapper. There's a here. rapper in this movie called Three G's whose bodyguard is Kenan Thompson. Thompson. Um, who is the hero in this film? Yes. He helps a little boy. Uh huh. He lands an airplane. Spoilers. He protects Triple G or Three G or whatever the hell's name is. Three G's. Five G network. Uh, and he doesn't objectify any women in this movie. No. He's literally the hero. He's a gentleman. Everyone else. Three G's I do want to talk about, though. Let's lay it on. You you see him at the airport, mm-hmm. and he's a famous rapper, and he so is. he's surrounded by a bunch of fans that notice him. One is autographed. They line up. They and do. so the first thing he signs is like a, a poster. The second thing he signs he is- signed, like, Actually, the first thing he signs is like a spiral notebook. Is that what it is? I was cracking up because the first thing the girl hands him is like a spiral notebook. Here, uh, sign my notes, please. And then the next thing he signs- Is a titty. She didn't ask him to do that. No, she, she came him up. a magazine. Yeah, and he pulls her closer and cups her underboob and doesn't sign the skin of her boob. No, ruins her dress. Ruins her dress, but she's going to smile because who knows what this guy could do. Well, we've seen showgirls. We know what rich people do. Yeah, rich people could fuck you up. Um, let's see. And then after that, a little kid, probably nine years old, a white little kid, gives him, uh, like, gives 3G's his own CD. To he's like, to I'm your biggest fan. And 3G says, stay black. Stay black. And the kid goes, hell yeah, and uh, gives him like a high five. And 3G's, I think it's important for the listeners to know, is a germaphobe. No, he is aware of the current pandemic because he turns around and uses Purell. He's the only person on that airplane, if COVID was a thing back then, that would survive. I'll tell you what. What? He uh, cleaned his hands and they make fun of him for it. And I just think in today's day and age... That's fucking Oh, gross. it's applicable. But he doesn't have to be a dick about it. Like, it shows in his body language, everything about it. He's yeah, kind of I an often asshole. wonder about that. When rich people and politicians, like, go down the line and shake hands with everybody, mm-hmm. I, I wonder... You have if, to wash your hands. Do you think that'll... After this whole thing blows over, do you think that'll ever happen? Well, we're going to probably have to... Uh, we're going to have to acclimate back to normal life. And in that way, we're going to kind of naturally be hesitant to have any kind of physical interaction with anyone. Because even like I'm, I'm hearing that uh, the governor wants to open California back up in in segments, right? Yeah. Like counties one at a time. True. And when that happens, do you think everyone's going to be rushing back to the public? I'm pretty sure people are going to be very hesitant to go back into public. I have a feeling. What? That as soon as they let us out of our houses, everyone's going to go back to life as normal and we're going to forget all the shit that we just learned because America is dumb and we don't learn our lesson. History repeats itself, dude. I think... Uh, it, once this is done, three months tops before it's business as usual. You think so, and people are going to be hugging and hanging out in large groups. Yep. We do not listen, and we do not learn as a society. And it's one of the most infuriating parts about America, uh, about America is that uh, we don't learn our lessons. You'll, it's easy when you're not directly affected. affected to just kind of revert to old habits and just feel invincible. I think they're going to let us out. Everybody's going to fuck up, and then we're going to have a second wave, and then we all got to go back home again. Oh, we got to stay home again? Yeah. Yep. Anyways, Snakes on a Plane. Snakes on a Plane. You plenty of time to watch this movie. Yeah. And guys, honestly, this is a fun movie. It's an hour and 45 minutes long. 46, whatever. It's an hour and 46 minutes long, uh, and it's fun. You don't have to really pay attention. It's snakes on a plane. The assholes get eaten. The good guys get eaten. It's just snakes on a plane. When this movie was made, 
Uh, so like how much of it was meant to be a joke and how much of it was meant to, it's because it was very campy yet it is at and times. i will let you know i, I did some research uh-huh. um and what i learned was that when they finished filming this film they had showed it to some test audience and had the trailer and it had such a huge cult following already on the internet and parody videos of just the title alone of snakes on the plane yes that when they got word of it they did like two months of reshoots in which that's where they added I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this As motherfucking joke, plane. Because it's that, insane. Because when they realized how society was taking it, they're like, all right, well, let's just double down on the joke and live with it as it is. They doubled down on it so hard that at the end credits of this film, there is a full There's music a, video. Although, I don't know if that was a joke. That's very 2006. That's very 2000, early 2005. At them, first, I thought it was a joke. For them to, oh, for sure. It's definitely jokey. It's definitely yeah. campy. But I bet you, like, when they had that idea of, like, we'll make this movie. And then we'll have a song made for Snakes on a Plane. That's that. What movie? Every movie had a song made for it, bro. Yeah, its own theme song. It's, I mean, it was. If you break down the lyrics, it was pretty bad. But then again, 2006. In the ranking of horror films, yes, A, B, C. What rank would you give this? This is a B. A B. Solid Definitely B? like a, a solid Not C. Like, a, are you talking about like in terms of like my personal grade for it, or yeah. like like a like a in terms of like how a star like, a list like, actors and well, it definitely, has, it definitely has a list actors it has an academy award winner in it samuel L. jackson yes, yes for sure but though it's genre and the way it was shot b list horror movie for sure interesting what uh, do you think I, I agree i agree um the so the movie's main plot is that the kid witnesses that murder that eddie kim does yeah and he goes to the fbi yeah, well, Samuel Jackson finds out somehow. Him. Yeah, it goes yeah. down and saves his life. Uh, because the police are, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Samuel Jackson gets him, says, we're going to fly back to L.A. So yeah. he decided to get on an airplane. Here was the most unbelievable part about this film. What? That the FBI didn't just buy coach tickets for this airplane. They bought the entire first class For section. three people. Sam Jackson, his partner, and the kid that witnessed the murder. Three people taken up an entire second floor on this airplane. If the Federal Bureau of Investigations is using my tax money to rent an entire floor of an airplane, yeah. I'm furious. I wonder how many fucking lives would have been saved if they just let a the first class citizen, the, not first class citizens. Wow. First class. I think you mean white people, Christian. No, that's not what I meant. Have you seen me? I'm far from white. Of course, I'm not going to say that. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, it's bonkers that they... So, they have the whole first class section just for themselves. Yeah. So, they force everybody else into coach. Uh, and they get on this plane. And it's weird that the people who are getting on this plane leaving Hawaii are getting a lay. Yes. You usually get a lay when you land in Hawaii, not when you're leaving. No, I've never received a goodbye lay. I didn't even. Well, I've never had a uh, a necklace of flowers as a goodbye lay. <laughs> Gross. You can't ask those questions though in this movie. No, you just gotta accept. Well, it. it's already fucking ridiculous. Uh, these snakes get released on the plane, mm-hmm. and and how did they get past security? They're cold blooded. They're cold blooded. That's the line. That's how they. That's how they. That's how they got through they the say heat sensors. It in the movie. They're cold blooded. That's so ridiculous. I don't think that's a that's thing. That's ridiculous. And then if you notice, like they're hidden by a wall of boxes, right in the in, yes. the, in the compartment. And then the like timer, the it's got an altitude, an altitometer on it. Yeah. And then once it gets to a certain altitude, the timer starts. And then once the timer starts, it opens these doors that releases hundreds of snakes and one, like python. One one fat python. That's it's, it. It is insane. And. Eddie Kim, the last time we see Eddie Kim in this film, yeah. is him saying, like, 
I had to do it. This was the only other way. No. Is, it, is that the only other way? Eddie Kim, if he is a true crime boss, probably could have Terrible. someone just fly over to LA, do a, a more discreet assassination sure. of this kid. For sure. I, th there is one Asian guy on the plane. The, oh. the one who does kickboxing. I thought he was working for Eddie Kim at first. Why else have him on the plane? No clue. What was that? Was one of my notes that kept coming back, being like, "Oh, now he's gonna turn. Now he's gonna turn. Now because he did live the entire time. That Asian guy made it through the entire flight. He had no through line. We don't know what happens. With All we know is that he did kickboxing, and so did the flight attendant. Did he even use kickboxing on the snakes? No, but I'll tell you what they did use on the snakes. What a taser! A taser. <laughs> Sam Jackson was just going around. He was tasing these snakes, and apparently this taser was so powerful that these snakes were flying away from him. Yes. They were using a hairspray flamethrower. He used it that, to kill two snakes and then puts it away and never brings it back. Now, that seems like that's that's more dangerous for um, the pressurized cabin of an airplane yes. than shooting a window. I think the can that could potentially explode in his hand yes. is far worse. And also, <laughs> I want to talk about all the other factors other than the snakes that are making this a terrible flight. No the AC. People. The people were, were shitty. I also think... I also think what? Far more people were hurt in this film by other people than what the snakes actually did. Yes. I think more people got stomped to death. One dude gets a high heel shoved into his ear. Into his ear. And it, it her heel also breaks, and the, so the heel is just stuck in him. Bonkers. People in are dying. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, it's, it's thoroughly this entertaining. This is the funniest. Like, they have the funniest deaths in this film. And it's also obviously aged. Very yes. poorly. The technology, like the phones that they have, there's a phone in the flight, like a payphone in the airplane. Yes. There's a weird stare. So they have like, I don't know what kind of airplane it is. I think it's a Boeing like 800, mm -hmm. maybe even a Boeing 1000. I'm not sure what these numbers mean when it comes to them. And I'm not familiar with airplanes at all, so, so I'm going to believe go everything Boeing you say. 1000. 1000 sounds like a good there number to me. There is a spiral staircase in this airplane, which this? I know is a thing. There are double-decker two-story airplanes. Right? I haven't been on An airplanes Airbus. like this. But they're used for like 15, 12-hour-plus flights. And this New is York a five-hour flight. Honolulu to LAX is like one of the most routine flights that happens all the time. Southwest makes that flight on their little 757s. So why are they using this airplane? This makes why not no make sense. It, and also like, why it's not, a red-eye, too. Why, yeah, A red-eye flight using a really nice, luxurious airplane. When we learn that it's a red-eye, it's because there's a guy on there who is freaking the He's fuck anxious. Out. He's taking Xanax to, to and chill drinking out. heavily. Is that Elizabeth Banks? No, it is not. It looks, looks like. like Elizabeth Banks, but I know how Elizabeth Banks looks like. And that's not her? Nope. If you say so. Um, yeah, so every character has a rich, dynamic backstory that we learn yes. pretty much in its entirety. That's yes. what I like about this film is how deep into the backstories we go. Are you familiar with Westworld? Um, the plot. Okay. Slightly. I haven't seen any of it. One of the things that they talk about is all of the host robots have to have a backstory so that it seems believable. Yeah. Well, all it's, the host robots believe that they're real people. It's almost like everybody in this film has a backstory so that we believe that they're real people. I know. Even the horny couple has some sort of like a backstory. They're just trying. That was actually one of the best sex scenes I've ever seen in my life. You think so? I want, I... They were smoking a joint. They had like a normal smoke detector in that airplane. I've never tampered with a smoke detector in an airplane because it's a federal offense yes. but I've also never seen a smoke detector look like that that's like something you would have in your house that's also the biggest bathroom it's I mean I guess they would have big bathrooms in this luxurious airplane but also they start fucking and then since there's a hole in the ceiling because they remove the 
the smoke detector. That's where the hole came That's from. That's where the snakes came, first came in. I didn't really ask questions like that because and, I didn't. I was just like, oh, there's just a hole in the roof. And this is when I started really realizing that this is super campy and such a joke when the snake bit her nipple. In the first 30 minutes, snakes have bitten nipples, dicks, and bit a guy right in the eye. Yes. I'm pretty sure one snake went up that fat lady's coochie. Yeah, that is that She's, what that was? Yeah, he went up her skirt into her coochie, back out and up her cleavage, and then bites her in the eye. Weird she, order of events. She was the first person to get eaten that I wanted to be eaten. Right? Because you meet a couple of people on when they're boarding the plane that you hate. Like the guy who's like, what do you mean I'm not in first class? Yeah. Uh, and he's like... Oh, that fucking... The businessman? The businessman who was like, I didn't ask for sarcasm i was like bro you're dishing it out first something he said was uh, oh is coach gonna get me to my meeting on time yeah and she's like i'm pretty sure coach and first class get there at the same time which is the appropriate response yes so what she responds is like well i didn't pay for sarcasm i'd like to speak to your supervisor if i was her it's her last flight she should have been like okay yeah i would have just said fuck you yes you can what's gonna happen you can he's off the plane yeah, he's off. He's get him off, because he was pushing her into a corner with I, his words. I would have let him get eaten by a snake, which he, he does, smart. and he doesn't get bit by like these normal snakes. No, this fucking python uh, half eats him, and then when the window breaks and all the snakes are getting sucked out, <laughs> you, see, you see the python <laughs> you see the, with legs still sticking out of his mouth. Just fly out of this <laughs> this uh, depressurized airplane. Yeah, so that is like the end all be all. Samuel Jackson finally is like, you know what? I'm gonna shoot this window to suck all these. Which what? Oh, crazy! I'm pretty sure there were easier ways to solve this issue. Yeah, what they did. Plug the bottom. Plug the hole. Yes. Get everybody up on the first floor and plug the hole. That's all. And then try to bake it safely. One of my favorite lines in this entire film is, is there's a mother and a baby on the plane. Because yes. of course there's a mother and a baby They're on trying to plane. raise the stakes, man. And because it's the worst airplane flight you could ever have. Mm-hmm. There's a yappy dog. There's a crying baby. There's a mean man. There's a dude who's sick. There's a couple fucking and smoking. This is literally the flight from hell. This is, I, I know why this is a flight from hell. I know why this movie was made. To kind of be a testament of what not to be as a passenger. This should be the safety video they make you watch on every flight. It's just like, okay, I won't have sex and smoke a joint in a bathroom because my nipple will get bit. You may think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Anyways. And it's not. This is the flight from hell. All these people suck. I want to talk about uh, Keenan Thompson's PCP or PCP. Wow. P- a, uh, Freudian oh slip there, gosh. buddy. You want to try some drugs? Is no, that what I to don't do? want to. Well, today's not the day. Get them, boys. Here's the police. I used to get mixed up with PCP and a PVC pipe. <laughs> don't shake your head at me. You could not drink water any more quietly. Sorry. I had to. <clears throat> that coffee made me thirsty. I know. I'm really thirsty and I'm really hungry, too. I thought coffee would make me full. No, coffee makes you hungry. Really? I don't know. Um, don't, don't throw Keenan an Thompson's fact PSP. Me. Yes, stands for please PlayStation suck Port- Oh, whoa, Freudian slip there, buddy. You want to suck a penis, please? <laughs> Are you asking me? <laughs> please, <laughs> not to suck, suck penis? my penis. Please, but please a- tell me yes. Tell me yes. That's what you want. Uh, no, Christian, it's not what I want. Well, <laughs> never mind then. Let me pull my pants up. Wow, this episode's over. Goodbye. Don't talk for me. I, like- I did not say any of that. Um. Keenan Thompson is playing a PlayStation Portable. I had a PlayStation Portable. It was 10 years too early. Uh, it was far beyond its time. It should have been released 10 years later is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because it seemed kind of rushed. 
I didn't like its quality, dude. No, it had decent quality, bro. Mm -mm. I used to play Madden and hockey. I played some good games on there. The mechanics on the PSP sucked. I'd say, at least for the games that I bought. Maybe the games that I bought sucked. I'll tell you why I know you don't believe that. Why? Because you bought the better version of it. Of the 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 better version of the Switch. Hell yeah. The Switch right now is awesome. It's the per- it's the perfected version of a PSP. Yeah, definitely. I keep wanting to say PCP. There are so many th- times where people step up to kind of save the day. Yes. And it's never because they want to do it. Someone almost always makes them do it. Like you can tell Samuel Jackson doesn't want to be an FBI agent. Someone's making him go all these missions. Dude, he's trying to just get Give up. home. And like um the the flight attendant who saves the, uh, the lady with the baby, mm-hmm. uh, like almost, oh, she only saves the baby and then like gets to save the baby and then sees the woman then is like, oh yeah, we should save both of these people. Yes. She got bit in the back and then just ends up dying. Poor girl. Does she die? Yeah, she dies and they cover her, her face with a, with a flight attendant blazer <laughs> to give her a proper burial. Sure. Her body got sucked out. Yeah. Oh, it did to, it? It had to have oh, been. Yeah, because no one's going to strap a dead body. It had to Who they have to strap themselves first? Dude, most of the flight attendants couldn't even strap themselves on, which also, why couldn't the flight attendants strap themselves in? Dude, they were just clinging on to the <laughs> arm up. of a chair. Um, a couple of times they do what's called like the uh, brace for impact position in uh-huh. an airplane, which is when you sit and you put your head in between your knees. Ooh. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking I'm about. I'm about to give you chills down your spine. Okay, give them. I've read that that position isn't designed to protect you in a uh, plane crash. It's designed to kill you instantly. Wow, quite the opposite. Exactly. It's so that you don't actually feel any pain. Yep. Be- think about it. You put your head in between your knees with the with the, when the airplane slams into the ground, you're just going to move forward. It's going to shoot your spinal cord out your ass. Wow, I don't want to feel that coming out of my ass. Uh, but <laughs> I, But you I know send what I would down your back? <laughs> you said a spine coming out of my ass. That sounds terrible. Can you imagine each fucking? I was about to call them riblets, dude. I'm hungry. <laughs> Vertebrae, not riblets. They're not, <laughs> dude. You fat dude. Fuck. I'm so out of there right now. I'm so hungry we'll that get, I'm hey saying buddy, we'll get some food after this. Okay, please. Bye. I'm saying some bonkers shit right now. I said PC. PCP instead of PSP. <laughs> I'm saying riblets instead of vertebrae. Fuck. Ooh. I was going to say, if I were to know that the plane were to crash or something dangerous were to happen, mm-hmm. I would get belligerently drunk beforehand because that way my muscles relax. And the I snakes can eat you easier? No, not that part. I'm always, I always think if something like this were to happen, yeah, we always think that we would be able to survive. But statistically... We'd probably be one of the first people to go. Oh, for sure. I've always told myself that in a zombie apocalypse, oh, except for I'd that. be the first to die. Oh, yeah, you- yeah. I, I could live on a zombie apocalypse because I'm not afraid to kill people. Like real people? Why not? It's the one chance in life I'd get to do it. And- I, I've told you if I get bit by a zombie, shoot me instantly. But let me say something first. Let me let me have like some cool last words. <laughs> nope. Oh, shit. He got bit. Bang. Don't let me say, no, 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 no. I changed my mind. And then shoot me. <laughs> let me say something like, hey, Guys, man. I, I really... I love you. I I would <laughs> confess Kristen, my I, love. I was like Alex. I I secretly used to hate when you made the life partner joke, but you know what? Deep down inside, it made me happy to know that. Bang bang bang! <laughs> <laughs> um, I keep starting the story and then fin- not finishing it. But the lady with the baby, yes, says my favorite line in the entire film. Can you try and guess what it is? Uh, is it the when she's commenting on the Mile High Club thing? 
And that when they're when that couple's fucking in the bathroom. No, it's when the snakes have already started attacking, and, and she's running around, and she's she like runs to the bathrooms, and she like looks at one person, and she just goes, "I'm scared." <laughs> <laughs> and I bet that's you, your favorite line. <laughs> I bet you it's because the director was like, "I need you to act more scared. I need you to act more scared," and she was just like, "I am scared." <laughs> improvise it. You have to improvise it for me. It we didn't write a page for this part of the script. The two, the two kids who are writing by themselves. Oh, yeah. What about them? They were ridiculous. The, his, all he had to do, he had one job. Protect his little brother. Got bit by a cobra. Wow. <laughs> and his arm what? is looking his like... What brother supposed to do? Jump in front of the snake? Yeah, dude. I'd jump in front of uh, my brother if a snake were coming. I have heard yeah. that snakes actually have really bad accuracy and are not good when they launch. At you is your chance to like get away from them, because uh, because they can't see very well. They usually almost always miss. I think I play enough video games to know that. I think instinctively <laughs> I might be able to like dodge Stop. and roll. Don't ever use video games as your reasoning for knowing something. Well, that's what Keenan Thompson does in this fucking movie. And okay, you know what? You're right. Right? He plays. You know he what? says he's logged in. This is ridiculous. So uh, over two thousand hours. At one point, the flight attendant comes back into the like. Um, war-torn cabin and is like uh, i can't believe i'm saying this but does anybody know how to fly a plane which is not what you say to everybody on an airplane no because everyone instantly starts freaking out and then finally triple g or g g g g or or, three g's bro uh um he says keenan thompson time baby you are the one who can save us Boy. But he doesn't say it like that. And what? just because he's a rapper doesn't mean he adds boy at the end of his sentence. I was putting boy at the end of his sentence because he is from Atlanta. Does he say that? Me. I think you're just assuming, dude. I don't assume genders and uh, roles anymore. I just assume where you're from. That's hey, <laughs> you! You're from Wisconsin. You! Christian, name one city in Wisconsin. Wisconsin City, bro. Boy. Call back. <laughs> Call back to your boy joke. That's how you get out of not knowing geography. <laughs> Dude, if you say anything confidently enough, you can get away from You trying to anything. do the magic smoke and mirrors? Boy! See what Boy. I did there, guys? I brought it back. Anyways, why are my toes weird? <laughs> um, I want to talk about 3Gs a little bit more. He was one of my favorite characters, not because of his moral he, compass. He is all over the place. He is. I loved when he was flirting with a Miss White chick with a dog. Her name is Mercedes. Mercedes with a, a dog named Mary Kate. Pick one, girl. As in Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. The, I know. I understand that. They're not triplets. Do you think Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen are no, triplets? No, I know that. So she's named her after Mary Kate, the hotter of the two Olsen twins. Whoa, they look the same, dude. Both sick. <laughs> they. You're look sick. Sickly. Every woman is Man. beautiful in their no, own way. No, they're all way. gorgeous, but them, they're they're beautiful. They're. They're good looking in Full House. Let me ask you something about twins. Not as kids, but you know, they're like good looking children. Children. What? They're no, good looking children? No, but you know what I mean. They looked healthy. They looked healthy. Stop. Stop. Don't make me look weird. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they're good looking children. Yes. Snakes on a plane. Yes. What I, I wanted to talk about 3Gs. Hit me. Because some of the shit that he was saying to Mercedes, he was saying- uh, Was it working? Yeah, well, she, yeah, it was working on her. She was loving it. He was saying, uh, I know who you are. And he was like, I know you know who I am. And uh, she's like, yeah, you're 3G's, the rapper. And he recites a lyric or the title of one of his songs, mm-hmm. Booty Be Thumping. And she's like, yeah, my booty be thumping. <laughs> yeah, my booty be thumping, <laughs> which I think is so funny. Also, Hit when Miss Fat Lady, uh, wow. 
I'm so sorry. The 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 older, bigger brown Mrs. lady. Baltazar. Her name. My mom. Are you gotcha. talking about my mom? Gotcha with the mom joke. Nah, 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 nah. Hey, don't try to save yourself by what? trying to put this na 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 at the end. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I actually know her name. I think her name is Miss Kova. No, maybe Miss I'm just thinking COVID. COVID. Dude, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> you are so hungry. I can see it in your eyes. You look hollow and gaunt. Oh, intermittent fasting, my friend. Oh, that's why you're so hungry. No, I just forget to eat sometimes. <laughs> um, this movie has the number 55 greatest line in history. Yes, 55. I would go so far as to say 54. I didn't rate it, bro. It's on the list. Oh, it's legitimately 55? Yeah. Okay, let's say it. I am tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Uh, and everybody else knows the edit version. I am tired of these monkey loving. Does he say monkey loving you know instead? Yeah. No. These monkey loving snakes on this something something plane. I've heard of people uh, switching out in songs uh, instead of motherfucking, they'll put in chicken clucking. Or how about mother trucking? I've heard that too. Yeah. But that's a great line. It is a great line. Do you have the best person on Title Award? Yeah, it's going to go to three Gs. Oh, okay. Tell I know. me why. Um, three Gs. Tell me why. Does a good job of making you dislike him, and he also has a change of heart at the end where he actually shakes someone's hand without putting pure, uh, Purell on it afterwards. Yeah, only after he threatened to shoot and kill everybody on the airplane. That part was bad. Your favorite character is somebody who threatened to kill everybody. Fine, I will change mine to Keenan Thompson because during that moment, Keenan Thompson says, hey, Clarence, first of all, 3G's name is Clarence. Um, he says, hey, Clarence, I know we've known each other since kids, but I don't even recognize you anymore. And that's when Clarence, a.k.a. 3G's, has a change of heart and becomes a good person. But I do want to say 3G's actor's name. Um, 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 I lost my internet connection, but we'll get to that later. Oh, you did? Um, my best person on Ted Award. What? Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson. Bringing the most, doing the max. Yes. I so. think this was, I don't know when he, what, did he get on SNL in 2008? So this was like shortly before. Wow, I don't know. On. How do you know? Why'd you pick that year? No, because I know that he's been on, he's the longest running cast member on SNL that's ever been on there before. And you picked 2008? I think 2008 was what it was. It sounds about right. I don't know. That, 12 but years. That, but that's a very specific year for you to pick. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure, you know, I get I do some research on some things, and Keenan mm -hmm. Thompson mm -hmm. happens to be one of the things that I do research His on. His orange shirt looked like Nickelodeon orange. It was like a little callback to, hey, my old days. I think so. Any final thoughts? Uh, yeah. Uh, 3G's name is Flex Alexander. Um, there are some quotes that I do want to, uh, some honorable quotes that I want to throw out there. Um, honorable throats. All praises to the PlayStation. Sam Jackson says that. That is hilarious. There are some great little tabs. Yeah. Um, three G's says, looks at the fat lady and says to Keenan Thompson, you like that, huh? Uh, baby got back <laughs> side to side and front. Just fucked up to say about to someone a little more importantly. It is gross. And one last thing I want to say is the scene where Sam Jackson and Keenan Thompson are co-pilots. That's the movie that America wants to see. A buddy cop film between Keenan Thompson and Samuel L. Jackson. Um no. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something of more essence, my friend. 
I think the film that people want to see is Samuel L. Jackson defending the rights of a witness on an airplane that is overrun with venomous snakes. This movie. Snakes on the plane. Multiple times did they say poisonous, and snakes aren't poisonous. I wanted to actually tell you that. That was irking me the entire film. And then, like, it wasn't until they got the snake expert who started like correcting people. And I bet you when they're writing the script, they brought in a snake expert halfway through, and then (laughs) that's when they learned. Shit, we already shot half of the scenes where they say poisonous. We'll let it go. But I guess that's that's probably accurate. Pretty real. I don't think people know the difference between venomous and poisonous. And let's break it down. So poisonous means that you have to eat it. Yeah, ingest and it, means digest it. Has it has to eat you. Ven- not no, not necessarily. Well, it's injected into injection. You. Yeah, because <laughs> if someone no. eats you, you have bigger problems than. Oh well, yeah, but generally, generally things that are poisonous, you eat. Things that are venomous, eat you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like a centipede is not poisonous; it is venomous. Yeah, and um, another fun fact: what when gerbils have sex, they die. <laughs> really? Well, the one I had sex with did. <laughs> 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 You're gross, dude. <laughs> All right. Baddies, thanks for sticking around. I hope we covered everything that you've been itching to hear about snakes on a plane. I'm sorry I was so hungry. I'm sorry Alex fucked the gerbil. <laughs> it's a joke. Oh, God. Gerbil fuck. Bye. Yeah,